morning and welcome to the broadcast today. It is Thursday, March 24th. I'm Pastor Jeff Shreve, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries, heard every weeknight at 6 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. Well, I woke up this morning after having uh, looked on Twitter and seen the news and uh, heard what was going on in the uh, Supreme Court justice nomination hearings. And uh, the, the phrase that kept coming to my mind was from the 90s, from a lady that had uh, a crew cut, bleached blonde, Susan Powder, stop the insanity. She said that all the time. It was a catchphrase, stop the insanity. If she was talking about uh, fad diets, but the phrase stop the insanity fits with what's going on today in our world. It's getting more and more ridiculous. Judge Jackson, the Biden nominee for the Supreme Court, was asked a question in the hearings. Can you provide a definition of the word woman? And her answer, I can't. I'm not a biologist. Well, good grief. Do you have to be a biologist to know the difference between a man and a woman? Do you have to be a biologist to know what a woman is? Do I have to go to veterinary school to know the difference between a cat and a dog? It is just so basic, yet she couldn't, uh, she wouldn't answer that question. Oh, it's too much of a political hot potato to answer that question because I have to cater to uh, the, the left and, and the, uh, the insane left, the insanity of the left that says that um, a person can choose his or her gender. Well, that's just a flat out lie. God made them male and female. They're just two, male and female. Facebook says there are uh, however many, uh, the LGBTQII asterisk asterisk or whatever it is. They just keep adding letters. You're either male or female. Back in the day, Bill Nye, the science guy, when he was really into science, he had a little thing for kids about how do you know if you're a boy or a girl. It has to do with your chromosomal makeup. If you're XX, what, what are you? You're female. If you're XY, you are male. And that chromosomal makeup is on every cell of your body. And it's given to you by God. We don't tell God who we want to be. He tells us who we are, and he stamps the XX or XY chromosomal makeup on every cell of our body. The scripture says this, for the wrath of God, Romans chapter one, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They hold back the truth in unrighteousness. We're seeing that today. Does Judge Jackson really not know what a woman is? I mean, Joe Biden said he was nominating a, an African-American woman. Does she not know she's a woman? Surely she does. And surely she knows the difference, just like uh, a 
three-year-old, a four-year-old knows the, the difference between uh, mom versus dad, between a man versus a woman, between a, go- a girl and a boy, between a cat and a dog. It, it's not complicated. It is very simple. And God's wrath is revealed from heaven when we hold back the truth in unrighteousness. Paul goes on to say, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. It's evident within them, the inner voice. It's evident to them, the outer voice. He goes on to say in verse 24, since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what? has been made so that they are without excuse. We all know that if there is a creation, that means there is a creator. If you see a piece of artwork, you know somebody made that. Uh, The watch that I wear on my left wrist, that didn't just come about by uh, parts commingling together. Somebody made that. There was a watchmaker who made that. And when you look at the complexities of this world, the complexities of the human body to determine and to make the, uh, the, the conclusion that that just all happened, it is so ridiculous. So God says, hey, you're without excuse. You can just look outside and know that I exist. If there's a creation, there has to be a creator. God made it evident to them, creation. He made it evident within them, the voice of conscience, the voice of conscience that tells us there is a God. For even though they knew God, knew about him, that he's real, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they, they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. The word for fools is the Greek word where we get our English word moron. Professing to be wise, the people today have become morons. And they don't know the difference between a boy or a girl, between a man or a woman. I love the quote from Abraham Lincoln. He was talking to a little boy one day and he said, hey, little boy, he said, how many legs does a dog have? The little boy said, well, that's easy. He's got four. And Lincoln said, yeah, but if you call his tail a leg, how many does he have then? He said, oh, then he'd have five. And Lincoln said, no, he still would just have four. A tail is still a tail, no matter what you call it. It's just basic, basic, basic. We know that a man is different from a woman. God made them male and female. Males are very different from females. If you look at the physiology, and Judge Jackson said, I'm not a biologist, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a biologist to know what a woman is. But if we get into the science of it, what's the difference between a male and a female? Women are smaller than men. Women 
a man, 18-year-old man, average 18-year-old man is 70.2 inches tall and 144.8 pounds. A woman is 64.4 inches tall and 126.6 pounds. This is an average 18-year-old male versus female. The, the female has less crushing strength in her hands than does a male. 121 pounds of grip strength in the uh, hand of a male versus 70.4 pounds in the hand of a female. Women have 10% more body fat. A woman's heart is 25% smaller than a man's. So you put them together on an athletic field or a court or in some kind of uh, octagon for fighting, well, she has a disadvantage. She, can be, she becomes fatigued much sooner. She has a 30% less lung capacity than a man, 20% fewer red blood cells, red blood cells that supply oxygen to her body, 50% less upper body strength, 30% less lower body strength. It's there is just a, a physiological difference, a biological difference between a man and a woman. Now we have uh, quote unquote transgendered females that are competing now in uh, athletic competition with biological females, and lo and behold, uh, they win. In the news, you have heard about this person named Leah Thomas. Uh, she is uh, he. She this person is a University of Pennsylvania swimmer. I read where um, this person is either six one or six four. I'm not quite sure, but tall and uh, a good swimmer, a, a decent swimmer. When she swam, he swam as a man for the University of Pennsylvania. But when this person said, well, I identify as a woman, all of a sudden start swimming against the women and lo and behold, number one, uh, one in the NCAA uh, Division One, 500 yard freestyle uh, by a wide, wide margin. I think the margin of victory was three seconds, which is a lot in swimming. Well, how is that fair to the women? It's not fair at all. Martina Navratilova, the, the tennis pro from yesteryear, said that that guy, that person needs to have an asterisk by his victory, her victory, whatever this person is, um, because this is not fair. The person that really won was the second place finisher, em, Emma uh, Wayant, or Wayant, um, she's a Virginia freshman. Well, she, she was the biological female that was in a race for females, and she was the fastest female in the pool. But she finished second because we live in this upside-down world where we suppress the truth and unrighteousness, where we profess to be wise, and we're morons. It is sickening. Now, one of those swimmers, Reka uh, Gorgi, a decorated college athlete from Hungary, she competed in the 2016 Olympics. Uh, she finished 17th place in that race, one spot out of finals contention. And the reason she was one spot out was because Leah Thomas was allowed to compete. She said this, my final spot was stolen by Leah Thomas, who is a biological male, and until we all refuse to compete, nothing will change. I won't stop fighting. 
That's what women need to do in female sports. If you want to preserve female sports, the, the women just need to say, well, I'm not going to compete. If you're going to let biological males who quote unquote identify as a female uh, compete against me, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to enter into the competition. I'm not going to race. I'm not going to fight. You know, they have this biological male that fights in MMA and, uh, that person's name, I wrote it down here. That person's name is Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox was in a uh, cage match or a MMA octagon match with uh, another, with, with a biological female and uh, just beat her uh, so badly that she, her face was just covered in blood and her skull was fractured. I heard a quote that said, I've never been hit like that in my life. Yeah, because you've never fought a man before. And Fallon Fox had the audacity to say, I'm at a disadvantage in these fights because uh, I'm taking all these um, hormones and, and testosterone blockers and estrogen or whatever she's taking, all these things to, to try and make her, who is XY chromosome on every cell of of this person's body to try and uh, make her become a female, which is impossible. It's biologically impossible, physiologically impossible. But she had the audacity to say, yeah, I'm at a disadvantage. Well, that's obviously not true. Keep lying to yourself. Keep suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. But here's the deal. It's never going to change. Uh, I love this quote I heard uh, some time ago. Truth is truth even if everyone denies it. And a lie is a lie, even if everyone believes it. That is so accurate. Hey, when Noah preached way back when, and God told him he was going to destroy the world with a flood, he was mocked, he was laughed at, he was ridiculed. And Noah said, hey, I'm building this, this ark. It's an ark of safety. You can come on this ark and be uh, rescued from the flood. And they laughed at him and they said, there will never be a flood. God is love. God would not destroy this world with a flood. And they laughed at the truth and they mocked at the truth and they made fun of Noah. But there was a day that came and the sky opened up and the ground opened up and the flood came and took them all away. Hey, truth is truth, even if everyone denies it. We're talking about stop the insanity. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go away. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 
833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Washington Watch advances a culture where human life is valued and religious liberty thrives. Hello, this is Tony Perkins, host of Washington Watch, right here on the American Family Radio Network, inviting you to join us each weekend for the weekend edition of Washington Watch for the latest from our nation's capital on what is happening as it pertains to faith, family, and freedom. You'll hear from policymakers, congressional leaders, and others each day, 4 p.m. Central Time. Be there. Our moral compass seems no longer to have a true north. We're spinning around crazily looking for direction. We don't know where to go because there is no foundation of truth still standing in so many places in this nation. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his message, The Age of Anything Goes, on the next Turning Point Weekend Edition. Listen to Turning Point, Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. Hi folks, my name is Seth Udinsky. I'm the producer for Financial Issues with Dan Celia. As Dan recovers in the hospital, the team at FISM would like to invite you to join us in prayer and fasting for Dan's healing. And folks, this idea of prayer and fasting can sometimes be a little bit of a scary thing for Christians, especially the whole concept of fasting. Obviously, you could certainly fast from food, but you can also fast in other ways as well. You know, the purpose of fasting is really for us to orient our hearts around God and to focus on the fact that we need him. This Wednesday, March the 23rd, we will be praying for healing over Dan's body. And on Thursday, March the 24th, we will be praying specifically for the doctors and nurses caring for Dan. On Friday, March the 25th, we will pray for comfort for Dan's family. Join us, folks, as we pray and fast for Dan. And for more information about Dan's road to recovery and how you can pray specifically for him, go to FISM.tv forward slash pray and fast. Welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. We're talking about stop the insanity, the phrase made popular in the 90s by Susan Powder. We live in an insane world. Professing to be wise, they became fools, God says, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen exchanging the truth of God for a lie. That is what we have done. The the USA Today's Woman of the Year is Rachel Levine, or Levine, however you say that. Uh, Rachel Levine Levine used to be Richard Levine for the first 54 years of his life. This person is now 64 years old. This person is a biological male, This person is the Assistant Secretary for Health in the United States of America, put forth by President Joe Biden. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of things on Twitter about uh, hashtag uh, evangelicals for Biden. What a what a joke! I mean, that's that's your candidate. That that this guy that would um, put forth all these uh, people that are. 
Uh, as the scripture says, professing to be wise, they became fools. These people who are morons, these people who have exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God uh, for an image in the form of corruptible man, of birds, of four-footed animals and crawling creatures, and they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Why would you ever put a guy like that in office? It doesn't make sense at all. Well, Rachel Levine is a biological male. And we vote USA Today for a biological male to be woman of the year. How insane is that? Stop the insanity. But we can't. We're on a free fall right now. God has given us over as a society. And it all starts when people know about God because of conscience, because of creation, because it's so obvious that God is real, even though they knew God and not knew him in a sense of a personal relationship with him, knew him in a sense that uh, we know God is real. And we know that his word and his ways and his law of how this world operates, we know that's real. Even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. They said, we don't want you, God. As it says in Luke 19 in one of the parables, we do not want this man to rule over us. That is the heart of sin. Sin says no to God. The fool has said in his heart, Psalm 14, verse 1, Psalm 53, verse 1, just two verses, they repeat this. It's the same verse, but it's repeated twice. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And, and basically, the fool says in his heart, no to God. It's not so much, and he doesn't say it in his head because he knows in his head there is a God. He says it in his heart. He tries to, to stomp his conscience to death to say there is no God, there is no God, there is no God, there is no God. Adrian Rogers said in a sermon on Romans chapter 1, that he had uh, a guy in his church he knew about, Mr. Brown. I don't know if he was a member of the church, but Adrian knew about him. He had a trucking business, and Mr. Brown would give prospective employees a lie detector test. That was just a standard operating procedure. And he would ask this question, do you believe in God? And from time to time, someone would say, no, I don't believe in God. And any time... They said, no, the lie detector test came back and said, liar, liar. He's lying. There was a, a spike in the little probe there, and it said he's lying. Hey, a fool knows in his head that there is a God, but what does he do? He, he suppresses the truth and unrighteousness, and he says in his heart, no to God. I don't want you. I don't want the knowledge of you. Great story that Adrian Rogers told one time about a guy that came to see him, and uh, he said, hey, uh, Adrian, uh, or he didn't know who he was, he said, hey, he drove in the parking lot, and he saw me, hey, you're the preacher here, can you talk to my wife? She's wanting to kill herself. And so Adrian said, okay, I'll talk to her, and and I'll talk to her if you come with me. And so uh, so the, the husband and wife came to see Adrian, and he began to talk to this woman and found out her problem was her husband. 
And so he quickly started talking to her husband. No wonder she wanted to kill herself. She had a horrible marriage and this guy was terribly uh, abusive and awful to her. And so he began to talk to this guy and he said, sir, are you a Christian? And the man said, no, I'm not a Christian. He said, I'm an atheist. And Adrian Rogers said, well, an atheist, that's somebody who knows there's no God. He said, do you know, he, he said, speaking of knowing things, do you know everything there is to know uh, about everything in the universe? And the man said, no, I don't know that. And he said, well, would it be generous if I said you knew 50% of everything there is to know in the universe? And the guy said, well, yeah, that would be generous. He said, then isn't it possible that God exists in the 50% of the knowledge of the universe that you don't possess? And the man said, well, that, that is possible. He said, then you wouldn't be an atheist. He said, no, I'd be an agnostic. And an agnostic says, I don't know. An agnostic is an ignoramus. I don't know. And, and he said, well, an agnostic is a doubter. Are you a doubter? He said, yeah, I'm a big one. And Adrian said, well, I'm not so interested in uh, what size you are. I want to know what kind you are. And he said, what do you mean, what kind I am? He said, well, there are honest doubters and dishonest doubters. He said, are you an honest doubter? An honest doubter doesn't know the truth but wants to know the truth. And a dishonest doubter doesn't know the truth and doesn't want to know the truth. He, he can't find God for the same reason a thief can't find a policeman. He doesn't want to find God. He said, which kind of doubter are you? And the man said, well, I would like to think of myself as an honest doubter. And Adrian encouraged this guy and challenged this guy to read the gospel of John. And you read the gospel of John because John says, John 20, verse 31, these things are written so that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believing you'd have life in his name. And Adrian challenged him, would you take this challenge and would you read the gospel of John? And before you read, just say, God, I don't know if you're real or not. I don't know if Jesus is your son or not, but I want to know. And if this is true, then show me it's true. And I promise if you will show me and if you are real, I promise I will follow you. And I'll follow that conclusion of this search to its full end. Well, that guy signed a contract like that and he said, I will do it. And he came back a few weeks later and said to Dr. Adrian Rogers, I'd like to become a Christian. Why? What happened? Well, he came to the conclusion that I can't be a dishonest doubter. I have to be an honest doubter. And if God is real, I would be the biggest fool in the world to reject the reality of God and the gift of salvation. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that guy honestly sought the truth, was the, the Lord revealed, who the Lord who is the way, the truth, and the life. He revealed the truth to him, and that man was saved. Hey, do you suppress the truth in unrighteousness? That's what our world is doing today. Judge Jackson, when she was asked the question, uh, what's the definition of a woman? How would you define a woman? Surely she knows what a woman is. I, I, I mean, there's no way to, uh, 
to grow up and not know the answer to that question. She knows the answer to that question. She just is unwilling to answer it. She's suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, just as so many others who profess to be wise are doing. And God says, you've become a fool. You've exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and now you worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Well, the scripture goes on to say in Romans chapter one, what does God do when we do that? When we don't honor him as God, when we don't thank him, he gives us over. And he gives us over first to sexual immorality. Their bodies are going to be dishonored among them. And then when we don't respond to that giving over, he gives us over to homosexual uh, immorality, degrading passions, as the scripture calls them, for their women exchange the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. But that doesn't change people. God gives them over to sexual immorality and they don't repent. He gives them over to homosexual immorality, and they don't repent. It says in Romans one twenty-eight, and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, then God gives them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. What's a depraved mind? It's a mind that doesn't function anymore. It's a mind that doesn't work anymore. It's a mind that can't answer the basic, basic question of, uh, can you give a definition of a woman? Can you tell me what is the difference between a woman and a man, between a male and a female? And our minds don't function and we, we're just so wise, we profess ourselves so wise that we don't see we are ridiculous and we're insane and we are total fools, total morons that, that can't tell the difference between uh, the left hand and the right hand. It is amazing. Well. What do we do as believers in Jesus? We have to pray. And we pray that God would open blind eyes. Somebody asked me the other day, do you think that there's going to be a, a major change in our nation? I said, I think there's going to be a revival that will come to our nation. But I don't think that the trajectory of America is going to change. But I think God is going to call out people to himself and uh, I think we're seeing uh, the Lord pruning his church and getting rid of the dead wood and those who uh, were, you know, the, the shallow Christians, the, the seed that was sown on the shallow soil that when persecution, the son of persecution arose, they fled away because there was no depth of soil. We're seeing that and we're seeing who's genuine and who's not. And I think God is going to use the genuine to make a difference but just as it was in the days of Noah, once, once God said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, yet his day shall be 120 years, uh, then they were on the clock. And, you know, there, there was coming judgment. And God is so marvelously patient and, and uh, compassionate and slow to anger. If you had been God, if I had been God, we would have wiped out that society in a heartbeat. But God gave them time, even though he knew no one was going to respond. See, judgment comes when there is no turning back. Judgment comes when people will 
not repent. No matter what happens, they're not going to repent. And at that point, there's nothing more that God can do except sin judgment. And that's what happened. And one day in the life of Noah and in the days of that antediluvian world, it began to rain just like God told Noah, just like Noah told the people, thus says the Lord, it began to rain. And the door of the ark was now closed and the day of grace was over. And they, as the scripture said, they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So shall it be with the coming of the son of man. Stop the insanity. We as Christians need to teach our children what is true and what is a lie. And we don't need to get caught up in the, uh, the, idiocy and the lunacy of this world. We need to stand up for the truth, even though it's unpopular. Jesus said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. The world will hate us for standing up for the truth. They just know that going in. Paul told Timothy, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. We preach a message that calls people out. Men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds are evil. And when we preach a message that calls them out, they don't like to hear it. Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, preached a message that the religious leaders didn't want to hear, and they covered their ears and gnashed their teeth and dragged him out of the temple area and stoned him to death because they didn't want to hear what he had to say. But what Stephen had to say was truth. As Paul said when he uh, presented himself before the governor, I speak words of sober truth. We're called, Ephesians chapter 4, to speak the truth in love. To speak the truth in love, not in hate. We speak the truth in love, but we don't back down from the truth. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and we need to call out this world for its foolishness, for its idiocy, for its lunacy, because what we're doing today is destroying people. And in our efforts to be quote-unquote loving, we are encouraging people to live a lie and to uh, pursue a lie and the lie is always going to lead to destruction and death. Men cannot become women. Women cannot become men. Every cell of your body is stamped with your chromosomal makeup given to you by God. You are XX female or XY male, and that cannot be changed. And the moment that you accept the way God made you is the moment that you can begin to flourish as a human being. Hey, don't go away. We're going to take a quick, quick break. We'll be right back. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. 
they should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true, and if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at afa.net. How do we change a nation? One heart at a time. The Ministry of Preborn not only shares heartbeats, but shares hearts by loving women in crisis and leading them to Christ. When this mother came to a preborn center, she was scared and not sure she could afford another child. It was just a scary time for us, having my daughter, how that would impact our lives. When I came here, it was just so amazing to come to an environment where someone would actually pray for me and guide me through my battles that I was facing during that time. After receiving love, support, and the gospel of Christ, this mom chose life for her daughter. You can be a part of rescuing lives and changing hearts for Christ. For $140, sponsor five ultrasounds, and you'll receive a story and pictures of babies' lives that were spared. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby, or go to preborn.com. Your gift is tax deductible. Hi folks, my name is Seth Udinsky. I'm the producer for Financial Issues with Dan Celia. As Dan recovers in the hospital, the team at FISM would like to invite you to join us in prayer and fasting for Dan's healing. And folks, this idea of prayer and fasting can sometimes be a little bit of a scary thing for Christians, especially the whole concept of fasting. Obviously, you could certainly fast from food, but you can also fast in other ways as well. You know, the purpose of fasting is really for us to orient our hearts around God and to focus on the fact that we need him. This Wednesday, March the 23rd, we will be praying for healing over Dan's body. And on Thursday, March the 24th, we will be praying specifically for the doctors and nurses caring for Dan. On Friday, March the 25th, we will pray for comfort for Dan's family. Join us, folks, as we pray and fast for Dan. And for more information about Dan's road to recovery and how you can pray specifically for him, go to FISM.tv forward slash pray and fast. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. They became morons. What a, a fitting verse for the society in which we live today. We have people that uh, tell us how smart they are, how wise they are, all the degrees by their names they teach at Harvard or Yale or, or uh, some other fancy school, but they're morons because they have rejected God and the concept of God and the word of God. And see, God says, if you reject my personhood, if you reject my word, my will, my ways, then I'm going to give you over. And you're not going to have my word, my will, my ways. You're, you're, I'm going to give you over to, a, uh, to sexual immorality and to homosexual immorality and to a depraved mind, a mind that doesn't work well anymore, that doesn't work right, that can't compute obvious basic things. I, uh, I was sent this tweet, or somebody put this on Twitter today, uh, a lady that said, uh, I read your tweets, it was at me, I read your tweets so that if I ever find myself agreeing with you, I know I took a wrong turn in life. 
And I replied to this person, I don't know who she is. I said, uh, read the Bible to find the right turns in life. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to me. Uh, no one comes to the Father but through me. And then I put some scripture verses on, on there, Proverbs 14, 12 and Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Just because it seems right to you, to me, to our society, doesn't mean it's right. Hey, truth is truth, even if no one believes it, and a lie is a lie, even if everyone believes it. Listen, God is a good God. God loves us. God loves people who are struggling so much with uh, the way God made them. And as I said in the last segment, if you want to have peace, quit fighting God. Just accept the way he made you. The program, the, the documentary that American Family Association put together called In His Image is such a great uh, documentary that discusses transgenderism. We showed that at our church and uh, it was eye-opening. It was kind. It was compassionate. It was truth. And it will help people who are struggling with this issue. Listen, you're never going to uh, get ahead in life if you fight God every step of the way. You need to yield to God. He is God. Um, and and God, God's ways are right, and God wants what's best for us. God is a good God. He loves us, and he's good. And he says, if you'll follow me, if you'll come my way, I, I, I will bless you. Come to me, Jesus said, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's the invitation. Jesus says, come to me and do life my way. I set up life. I know how it works and I know how it doesn't work. And if you seek to find peace and joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in life and you go in the opposite direction, God set it up for peace and joy and satisfaction in life, you'll never find it. The prodigal son went trying to find uh, peace and excitement and thrills, and what did he find? He found a pigsty, because anytime you depart from God's will, God's way, and God's word, you find the pigsty. That's where it leads. Well, I'd love to take your call and talk to you about this subject, Stop the Insanity, 1-888-589-8840. That's 1-888-589-8840, and uh, we can answer your questions or talk about uh, this subject and see uh, what does God say in his word, because just as I told that lady who tweeted at me, hey, it, it's not you know that my tweets mean anything, it's what does God say about the subject, because what God says, that's what makes the difference. We... Uh, we live in a world that has gotten off the path of morality, that's gotten off the path of uh, sanity because we've rejected God. And God has been so good to us for all these years, but God's finally, you know, he, he says enough. Daniel chapter 5, when the king uh, saw the handwriting on the wall, meeny, meeny, tekel, you farsen, that was God's patience running out 
on the king and on Babylon. And Daniel interpreted the handwriting on the wall. Uh, you've been found in the scales and have been found wanting. Meany, meany, tekel, you farce. And if you put it in the vernacular of today, it is uh, basically uh, you're done, pal. You're not going to pass go. You're not going to collect $200. Uh, your loan on life is being called and God's patience has run out on you. Just like it did in the days of Noah. The patience of God, the scripture said, was waiting in the days of Noah. But God's patience is not limitless. God is uh, long-suffering but he's not limitless in patience. He will be patient with us for a time, and then that time runs out. And right now is the day of grace, but we don't know when grace is coming to a close. The people didn't know when the door of the ark was going to be closed. Uh, God was the one that told Noah, all right, Noah, come into the ark, and I'm going to close it behind you. And the day of grace was over. And no doubt the people wanted to get on the ark when it started to rain. Noah let us in was probably heard as they beat on the ark. But Noah couldn't let him in because Noah didn't close the door. God did. And the day of grace was over. Well, we have Daryl from Texas. Daryl, welcome to the broadcast today. Hi, uh, Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much for uh, taking the call. I just want to say I really appreciate you. I've I'm a regular listener to Dan's program, been listening to you, and I've really enjoyed uh, the topics, the guests you've had, just your wisdom and your knowledge, things you've shared. So I just wanted to say that in, in opening. So I really appreciate you and uh, you. what you've brought to this hour. Um, I want to say, and it's just interesting that uh, what you were sharing, uh, I respect and I, and I it knows just your years and the wisdom and the way that you just talked about responding to the lady online. Um, who had uh, long turn, and I love the way that you responded in love. And I found out that uh, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. Uh, I pick and choose what I reply to or what I put on, but I don't argue with people. I always go back to it's not my opinion. This is God's word, and I posted last night that everybody, that so-called Christians, and this is my problem with those of us in the body of Christ. So many people that. Uh, self-proclaimed to be uh, believers, but they want to choose every side except God's side. And that's disappointing, but Pastor Jeff, I think you'd agree, uh, there's a small remnant of us that are saying, you know what, this is the hill that I'll die on, I'm going to stand on his word, and in the end, when the fallout and everything kind of the, the, the hits, the, hits the fan, the stuff hits the fan and the dust settles, I'm going to still be standing on what I was standing on before it all started, and that's um, what I choose, and I choose to stand uh, on his word, and I love him, and I love him above anyone. I love him above anything else, and I appreciate you, and that's just what I wanted to share. Amen. Thank you so much, Daryl. Great word, and I appreciate the encouragement. Uh, I agree with you completely. We have to we have to stand up for the Lord, and we, you know, the Moses asked the people, who is on the Lord's side? And uh, you have to make a decision. Are you going to be on the Lord's side? And are you going to trust his word? And are you going to believe what he says? And are you going to stand up for what he says? Um, you know, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. But Jesus said, um, you know, when the Son of Man comes with his holy angels, are you going to deny him? Or are you going to stand up for him? 
And it's hard to stand alone. Uh, in the Old Testament, there was a prophet who stood before uh, King Jehoshaphat and King Ahab, um, Micaiah, and he stood alone. You had all these prophets of, of Baal that said, yes, go and fight the Arameans. You're going to win. You're going to have victory. And Micaiah was the one that said, you're going to get routed. You're going to die. And uh, they punched him in the mouth, but he stood up for truth. They put him in jail, but he stood up for the truth. And he said, I have to speak what the Lord has told me to speak. So we are called to be watchmen on the wall. We're called to alert people uh, to coming judgment. And uh, if they don't heed that, that's on them. And, and the Lord said in Ezekiel, hey, if you don't warn people, their blood's on your hands. But if you warn them and they blow it off, then you've done your job. And I'm called, we're called as believers to be witnesses. That's what God has left us on this earth to do. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. People, it's, it's uh, almost comical. People say, well, you know, if you were more like Jesus, uh, people would respond well to you. Um, they nailed Jesus to a tree. Jesus is love in the flesh, and they nailed him to a tree. So if we're like Jesus, we're going to call people out Come out of the darkness, come into the light. Men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. But we are called to be, uh, you're the light of the world. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Some will respond. Many won't respond. That's okay. We can't control the response. All we can control is, will I be faithful to the Lord and take a stand for the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who died in agony and blood for me? It says in the book of First John, First John chapter 2, and now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back in shame at his coming. We don't want to be uh, ashamed of ourselves when we see the Lord because we know we didn't live for him. We know we didn't make our Christian lives count. We know we didn't take a stand. We wilted in the face of pressure. You know, we, we admire Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we, we like to say, well, if I had been in that situation, I would have done what they did, and I would have defied the king, and I would have willingly gone in the fiery furnace. There were other Jews there that day. It wasn't just Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that got taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. They took lots of captives. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the only three guys. Daniel, no doubt, was away on uh, the king's business because he wouldn't have bowed to the, the image either. But those guys were just three guys out of however many hundreds, thousands of Jews that were there that said, no, I'm not going to bow. This would be dishonoring to God, and I'm not going to do it. And when they were threatened with their lives, I'll throw you in the fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar said, and what God is there who can deliver you from my hand? I'll give you another chance. And the pressure came again. They said, we don't need to give you an answer concerning this. Our God whom we serve, he is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. And even if he doesn't deliver us, we're not going to bow to your image. Let it be known to you this day, O king. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful man in the world. We're not going to bow to your image. We're going to be faithful until 
death. Revelation 2.10, Jesus said, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Hey, if the world hates you, Jesus said, know that it hated me before it hated you. And if you and I stand up, as the song says, stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. If we stand up for Jesus and we stand up for his word, his will, and his ways, you mark it down, the world is going to hate you. And we don't try and uh, compromise to cater to the world. Uh, So we compromise so the world doesn't hate us. No, we speak the truth in love. And if the world hates us, just know, Jesus said, it hated me before it hated you. The world will hate you. First John chapter 5 says, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. The whole world lies almost like uh, is cradled like a baby in the power of the evil one, in the arms of the evil one. And no wonder the world is going to hate the truth of God. Satan hates God. He hates the Lord Jesus. He hates the truth of God. He hates uh, the fact that the Bible spells out his eternal doom, and he's trying like anything to destroy that, but he can't destroy it because God is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hey, we live in an, an insane world, and God has called us to be lights in the darkness, to shine for Jesus Christ to shine for Christ, to share what great things the Lord has done for us and how he had mercy on us, just like the Gadarene demoniac was told by the Lord to do. And he went everywhere sharing what great things Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. Hey, God wants to use your life today to make a difference in the midst of the insanity that is called America. He wants to use us to make a difference. So speak the truth in love. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. I'll be back tomorrow with Tom Askell, who's going to be running for the presidency of the Southern Baptist Convention. Don't miss out. It's going to be a great interview. God bless you.